This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter. Hey, everyone. How you doing? This is Larry Port with Rocket Matter. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about big brother technology. So I wrote this article for Law Technology Today, which is this e-zine that the ABA publishes, and I kind of explored where we are with this stuff. And, you know, the, the genesis of this article was, was this, and maybe you can identify with this, is that every once in a while, my wife and I sometimes just like flat out, we unplug our Alexa device from the wall. Just unplug it. Turn it off. It like dies all pathetically. And, you know, we do this if we have kind of a conversation that we think is, you know, a little bit sensitive. So, you know, the thing is, is that I think a lot of people fall into this boot, but what, what I was trying to explain to my wife is that, look, you know, nearly every American over the age of 13 is carrying around a connected, internet-connected recording device with them in, the, in, 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 in a smartphone. And so, you know, the question is, is that are we really okay with this? Because right now, microphones and video cameras are everywhere. If you live in Detroit, they have this thing called Project Greenlight, which is a crime deterrent program. They have cameras all over the place and the police are actually connecting them with um, driver's license and mugshots for facial recognition. So where are we and what can we do about this kind of surveillance state that we're in right now? The first thing is, is that if, if you're alarmed about this stuff, you, you kind of should be. Now, I alternate between like wearing a tinfoil hat and getting all paranoid about technology and surveillance and things like that and and then not, you know. Um, and, and certainly... There's a lot of benefits to the, the tools that we use. But uh, let's just talk about a couple things that have come out recently. So I'm very wary of having my face scanned. I don't like this whole idea of facial recognition. I, it, it just, I don't see how anything good can come of facial recognition, right? So when Apple is asking me to unlock my phone or make purchases with my face, as opposed to typing in a four-digit code or a password or something like that, like I, I don't think that trade-off is worth it personally. But no matter what I do, it, it, it seems like it may be a losing battle here. So, you know, the Government Accountability Office just uh, published this report. It was with, and it was, uh, it was about the FBI's effort to access driver's licenses for the purpose of building this like massive facial recognition database, right? And ICE, the immigration service is, or whatever you want to call it, uh, is, is also doing a similar thing. Now, not all states are uh, participating in this, but some certainly are, some are in negotiations. But, you know, that's kind of where we're headed is that you, we're now having names associated with faces through driver's license and the government is doing this. So, um, as I mentioned, the city of Detroit is doing that. Now, in terms of Apple, the, the face ID stuff apparently does not leave your device, right? But, you know, those of us that are familiar with all these breaches that Facebook has had, is it so inconceivable to think that the face ID information will not be surfaced online someday? And, and then another thing that you should pretty much know is that facial recognition is for sale. So Amazon has a series of web services. A lot of uh, companies are using a lot of people that aren't Amazon consumers for or that a lot of people that are um, are not really aware of how powerful Amazon's computing infrastructure is, but they have something called recognition. It, it, it's basically, if you have faces and you have names, um, then it will do all the work for you. So you can do facial recognition for sale now. In terms of um, digital eavesdropping, here's where we are with that, right? First of all, the one thing to keep in mind about your 
Alexa devices is that there is something called wake word reliability. And you know, it's not a perfect algorithm. So your wake word is when you say Alexa and the device wakes up or whatever, whatever word it is to get it to start paying attention to you. Apparently it does not start paying attention to you until you start um, then you use this wake word. However, once it does, everything is kind of fair game. And recognition on those wake words is not 100%, right? It's not completely reliable. Uh, so if, if you've ever seen your Alexa device like wake up when you didn't want it to wake up, that's why. Now, when it records what you say, it actually sends the recordings to Amazon. And engineers will actually work with your recordings and it, it's tied to your location so they know where you are and what you're saying as they're trying to tune their uh, algorithms. Um, there was the instance, which was kind of crazy, where somebody's recordings was sent to another Amazon user. So those recordings are out there, just so you know, of the things that you talk about to Alexa. Then you also have errors, right? So uh, Apple's FaceTime had this bug. So if you initiated a call to somebody over FaceTime and they didn't pick up, you could listen and, and see what was going on on their phone. So it would activate their camera and microphone. So it was a bug that they had to fix. So there's also, you know, issues going on that, you know, these companies are not necessarily perfect. So I guess the question is, what can you do about all this stuff, right? So, you know, it really is a dangerous period for us, in my opinion. Um, and, and I have a bunch of suggestions that's going to be coming out in this article. But here's what I would suggest. First of all, just be aware. Like anytime you use a piece of technology that has a camera or microphone, especially if that thing is connected to the internet, you know, just assume it can be used to monitor you. Um, if you're a heavy like internet of things user, like if you have a Nest thermostat in your home and you have those light bulbs that are connected to your Wi-Fi, every single thing that you put in your house is something else that can be reported about you, right? Uh, I'm not a big fan of the internet of things for that reason. You know, if you're not using Alexa, or if you're having a sensitive conversation, just unplug it. You know, pretty easy to do. They fire up right back again when you plug them back in. I don't see any need to use Face ID. And the last thing is that if you're really concerned about this kind of stuff, see what some of the organizations are, are, are doing or get involved in local politics. I know that San Francisco and Somerville, Massachusetts have really blazed a trail in outlawing the use of facial recognition software for government use. You can take a look at EFF.org, that's the Electronic Frontier Foundation, or Google Fight for the Future. Um, they have an online petition banning facial recognition software. So those are kind of all good places to start. And the last recommendation I have is that keep in mind that when it comes to privacy, it's not just cameras and microphones. It's also what you're searching for online. Every Google search, every click that you make is recorded. So, you know, keep that in mind. Take a look at the DuckDuckGo plugin for Chrome, which minimizes the amount of tracking that takes place on your browser as you're surfing online. And I would encourage each and every one of you to get a little bit educated about what's going on if this is an, an important matter to you. And uh, if you have any questions for me, I can always be reached at Larry at rocketmatter.com. Thanks so much. This is the 10 Minute Law Firm Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content.